recording. This is Live from the Table, the official podcast of New York's world-famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99 Raw Dog and on the Laugh Button Podcast Network. This is Dan Natterman. With me, as always, Noam Dorman, owner of the world-famous Comedy Cellar. We have Perry L. Ashenbrand, our producer, Hadam Gab, former manager of the Comedy Cellar and longtime friend of the Comedy Cellar, is with us. And we also have Dove Hykind is with us. He's an American politician, activist, radio talk show host, former Democratic New York State Assemblyman, and he is with us. Hello, Mr. Hykind. How are you tonight? Good. Good to be with you. And uh, Noam, this was you. You were very particularly excited about uh, inviting uh, inviting uh, Mr. Hykind on. Uh, you wanted to talk. Please call. Please call me Dove. Dove, got it. Okay. Please, please. And we will. We, 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 we have a good friend named Dove, actually. But he's, uh, he he pronounced it Dove. You pronounce it Dove. Dove. But he's much oh. less wholesome than you are. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, well, he has so bad sure. news. Don't be so sure. So. <laughs> So let's let's get into the NBC thing. Now, now we should preface this by saying this is what's interesting to me. And I'm just so you know, I'm a pretty like hardline pro-Israel, uh, very sensitive to uh, rising anti-Semitism on the left. I'm 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 the type of person who's normally uh, on your side about almost everything. And I'm not not necessarily not on your side about this, but we know Michael Che. We know him very well. And I would, I would tell you, beyond any shadow of a doubt, he's not anti-Semitic, not, not in the slightest. And yet he, he said these things which are very troublesome to the Jewish people, and, and you've accused him of anti-Semitism. I, I don't know if you meant that, that him personally or NBC. And, and I wanted to talk about it because it, it's interesting for me at, at this point to, to know somebody so closely who's caught up in this kind of thing. And I can vouch for him and I want to defend him while at the same time acknowledge what I'm sure I agree with you is, is wrong with the joke. So why don't you want to tell us your position on it? Sure, sure, of course. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I appreciate being with you tonight. Uh, you. I'm delighted. Uh, we made it very clear, myself and our organization, Americans Against Anti-Semitism, when we went to NBC uh, Saturday night to protest, we made it very, very clear we are not calling NBC anti-Semites, and we're not calling Michael Che an anti-Semite. I would never do that because I don't know the guy. Right. I mean, I don't know I don't know him. I don't know his history. Uh, I can't remember anything that he's done in the past except, you know, one other skit that he did, uh, the Miss Hitler beauty pageant uh, a number of months ago, uh, which, uh, you know, the punchline of that was, guess who won the Miss Hitler beauty pageant? It was Miss Israel. I mean, that was not cool. You know, I, by the way, I, you don't know me, but I love comedy. I grew up with the Marx brothers, not during their time, but my wife and I, you know, going uh, to, uh, you know, to the village to watch their films because like a lot, like most people in America, laughing is healthy. It's mm -hmm. great just to crack up and to smile and have belly laughs. So I enjoy comedy. Uh, the issue with Michael Che and NBC was that what they did was not funny, but that's not the point. A lot of stuff is not funny. You know, uh, comedians are great. They're not always funny, okay? Uh, but, you know, the, the rhetoric, the, the, the stuff with the, with the uh, vaccine, uh, you know, half of the Israelis got vaccinated, guess which half the Jews. That plays into an, uh, the anti-Semitic stereotype, you know, you know the, the one about Jews not caring for anyone else, they're self-centered, they only care for their own, that kind of stuff. First of all, from a factual standpoint, it was totally not correct, totally not true. Uh, in fact, the Prime Minister of Israel was interviewed on, a, on an American network today where he actually talked about this and talked about what was going on in Arab villages all over Israel, uh, everyone has received literally equal treatment when it comes to the vaccine. Now, some of the people in the uh, uh, Arab community, like the Haredi Jewish community, you know, not everybody wants to be vaccinated, but as far as the people of Israel, Jew and non-Jew, no two standards, no one can point that out, no one can say that. So this joke, uh, so-called joke, you know, you know, the motto is sort of uh, anti-Semitism is never funny. So 
uh, I found it very disconcerting. And then the other one about the Miss Beauty contest, the Miss Beauty contest. I we were, you know, we our message to NBC and to Michael Che, you know, we want to educate. We would like for uh, NBC to recognize that, hey, you know, maybe this was not cool. Maybe this was not correct. By the way, <laughs> we live in a we do, we live in a culture today. Where if I look at you the wrong way, I could get canceled tomorrow morning or tonight. Where if I said, where if you find something I said 20 years ago, 20 years ago or 10 years ago or 25, you know, you could, my career could be over in a in a moment. That's the world we live in. It's not a world that I, I, I think it's a terrible world. Uh, what we have created in our society uh, with this cancel culture, but that's the point. We're sensitive in our today about everybody. You know, we're very careful what we say about every single group, uh, be it the minority community, be it the gay community, whatever. But for some reason, when it comes to the Jewish community, there's a different standard. And I want to point out, you know, while I, you know, I'm a Democrat and I'm more to the political right, the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organization, which consists of a cross-section of Jewish groups from right to left, liberal, conservative, more liberal than conservative, American Jewish committee, they all took the same stand. They're all asking for an apology. So I would like nothing more than to be able to speak to Michael Che. Uh, uh, you know, and actually, you know, Joe Piscopo, who used to be a, a star on Saturday Night Live, you know, I do his show on a regular basis. I said to him, I wish I could talk to Michael Che. I, I wish I could explain to him why I am disturbed by this kind of stuff. Okay, so just a few comments, and then and I want to let you know whoever else on the panel want to talk. As far as the, in, in no particular order, as far as the Miss Hitler skit, I didn't see that skit. And maybe if I saw it, I would, I would agree with it. But I would say that this kind of high, uh, extremely politically incorrect, iconoclastic humor, you know, this is something Mel Brooks uh, toyed with this too, uh, with a lot of Hitler humor, you know, and um, maybe it goes down easier when it comes out of somebody who's, you know, can't be questioned like Mel Brooks for, for us Jews than it would out of somebody who's not Jewish. But I, I'm going to take the time to watch that skit afterwards. But um, as far as the cancel culture thing, it's very interesting because I think that we, and, I'm, and I hate cancel culture, we kind of have to also be careful not to try to have it both ways, which is on the one hand, uh, admonish everybody to have a thicker skin but then also at the same time complain when, we, when our ox is gored and then kind of say, well, listen, if you're going to be cancel culture, then, then you should be upset about this. And, and, and that's, it's easy to, to play it both ways. I, I think that we all agree that everybody should have a thicker skin, but there are also times when, no, you, when you're not going to be able to dress it up. It actually is hateful. And hateful is what we all, I think, all decent people want to stand against. And what cancel culture does, it doesn't seem to know the difference between hate and technicalities and uh, mistakes and things that happened many, many years ago and apologies and personal growth and all that stuff. It, it bundles them all into one thing. I would also say that while you and I and, and probably all of us here are, are keenly aware of the differences between Israel proper and Arabs in Israel, Arab citizens of Israel and people in the occupied territories, to the general population, uh, they're not that concerned about that either. They're not aware of it, or, or that's really not their point. Their point is, listen, as far as I'm concerned, Israel's in control of all these Arabic people. Some are citizens, some are in occupied territories. And as far as I'm concerned, if, 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 if the fact that they're Arabic is being used in any way as a demarcation of whether or whether or not they get the vaccine, I find that to be a... a a difficult moral dilemma at, at minimum and maybe outright uh, human rights violation at maximum. And these are all, I think, reasonable issues to discuss. I myself, I, I, I went in, I read Oslo. I saw that Oslo, I can bring it up here in a second. Oslo clearly, clearly turns over health care to the Palestinians as well as um, vaccinations. Gaza actually is not even occupied any longer. And you know, since Gaza is sworn to Israel's destruction, I likened it to politically to, you know, expecting America to put occupied uh, Al-Qaeda uh, ahead of uh, America for vaccinations. So I, so I get all that. 
And yet, and yet it is very troubling to see these righteous victims, to use Benny Morris's term, going without vaccines, while the people who really do control their, their destiny, and I'm sure we, the first thing you're thinking, and I agree, is that well, whose fault is that? that might, that's their own, or at least their leadership's own fault. But nevertheless, nevertheless, it's heartbreaking to see, you know? And that heartbreak, I think, is really the long and the short of what the comedian then is trying to make light of. And to us, yes, it does. It's very painful for us because it does, it is, it is fuel and nourishment for all the anti-Semites out there who want to say, you see, and I had an argument with, on Hatem with, with a guy and, and he was basically likening the, he didn't use the word Nazis, but he was likening the Israel to the Nazis in his, and, and I was furious. All right. So if, unless you want to respond directly to what I said, I'd like to bring Hatem in, who's an Egyptian and, um, uh, uh, maybe wants to comment on how he feels, and he and he's extremely knowledgeable. And what what do you say about all this, Hatem? About the joke or the vaccine? The joke, the vaccine, all of the the things that this touches on. It's very complicated, actually. Go ahead. Um, I, I think it is complicated. I always, for me, for my position, I always like to separate uh, the government from the people. So there's the Palestinian people, and there's the Palestinian government. You know, there's the Israeli people, and there's the Israeli government. You know. So you cannot blame the people for, for their government, you know, for, for the actions of the government. At the end of the day, uh, they're humans, you know, and by that, I mean the Palestinians government. We know it's corrupt, you know, uh, we let it be corrupt, you know, uh, we allowed it to be corrupt. And by, by we, I don't know why I'm saying we, uh, I mean Israel. Let it be. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you, you, you mean you. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, we have, I, I agree with have, the first yeah, We do have a part <laughs> in it. But, you know, I think it's, it works well for the Israeli government to have that Palestinian government, you know, uh, because Hamas is a terrorist organization, should, it be, should have been destroyed just uh, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, all of that. But instead, you let them and they say, oh, election brought them. Really? Election? Really? Like, right. you know, so that's one thing. Uh, when, uh, so the Palestinian people deserve to get the vaccine. You occupied, you know, the territories, you surround, you have control over the border. You can let, let them in or out, you know. So does Egypt, you know, as well. Uh, You're talking about we, Gaza now. You're talking about Gaza. I'm talking about Gaza specifically, okay. yeah. So, so let's, uh, let's, let's try to confine it to, 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 to the areas that would bring us back to the joke. So, so by, by the way, Dan, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, the opportunity for me to speak and, of course, for Kim. But uh, when he uses the word uh, Israel occupied that area, the fact of life is, if we want to talk about facts, uh, in 1967, I remember, I was 17 years old. I remember Monday morning when I heard on the radio, on WINS, that the Egyptians had bombed uh, parts of Israel in the Six-Day War. Of course, it wasn't true. But I remember the two weeks or three weeks before the Six-Day War. I, I can literally see, with, right at this moment, the uh, Egyptian soldiers marching through Cairo, literally chanting that they were going to push the Jews into the sea. We remember, I mean, history, you know, people forget history, and unless you study it continuously, it's easy just not to remember. But Israel, uh, in June of 1967, and the weeks before, the Jordanians, the Syrians, and the Egyptians in particular, they attacked the state of Israel. They attacked the state of Israel. Uh, it's interesting Ju- that Judea and Samaria, the West Bank, was, was part of Jordan, illegally occupied. But why are you Jordan? starting the history from 1967? Why not from before that? If you want to talk about who attacked who or who went who. No, listen, listen. I'll tell, right now, I'll tell. I want to talk about just the human part of the vaccine part, and then we can get into that discussion. Sure. You know, yeah. you, know you mentioned the word occupied. Because they, it, it, they it occupied. occupied. Uh, you know, there have been so many opportunities for peace, uh-huh. both under Ehud Barak, That's both right. under Ehud Omart, where the Israeli government was willing to give up 97% 97% of Judea and Samaria. History is a funny thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the facts are a funny thing. But 97% of that land, we could have had peace. By the way, if, if you don't mind, just to set the record straight, none of this had to happen, This, this, uh, the Middle East two-state solution. 1948, 
1948, the United Nations said two states, two states, one for the Arabs, one for the Jews. And, mm. and Jerusalem, by the way, was going to be internationalized. The Jews were not happy, by the way, at all. Okay? But they said yes. It was the other side, along with six nations, that attacked the state of Israel. And I don't want to apologize for the fact that uh, the people of Israel were victorious. I wish the other side had accepted that agreement, and then the Middle East would be thriving. The Palestinian people would be thriving like no one else in the world. But unfortunately, you said it yourself. You know, Israel is a democracy. Mahmoud Abbas has been the leader now for, what, 20 years? I've lost track. There have been no elections. And by the way, just for the record, I'm sorry, but there was an election. The reason that Hamas controls Gaza is precisely because there was an election. And guess what? They won. Well, if you want to call it election and they won, uh, uh, that's not true. You could say that, but that's not true. Because you know more than anybody the fear of... They voted and they counted the votes and they won. Hassan, hold on. So let me let me comment on that, and then I want to get back to the joke. So, I think that um, without replaying the entire history from the the twenties or the eighteen hundreds or wherever you want to start the story, um, uh, you know, the the I think the best the most constructive place to start the story is when Arafat walked out of Camp David, and when then Olmert then uh, re-upped the deal and made it sweeter, and Abbas walked out. And, and the reason I say that is because in those instances, we have a, a, um, an objective or supposedly objective broker, the United States of America, Bill Clinton, uh, Dennis Ross, people who were in the room who were not Jews. And, and by the way, Bill Clinton, who did not even come to office, uh, apparent, that apparently disposed to take Israel's side. I mean, when it, I remember when Clinton first took over, um, Hillary Clinton made statements that really made it seem that she was uh, not, a, not pro-Israel. So anyway... And if you read their accounts of what happened, they were absolutely outraged with the behavior of the, the Palestinians. And by the way, that's what turned Benny Morris, who was, you know, went, went from left to far right based on so his... Why, why did you deal with these people? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So, but listen, but let, me, so let me say, so that's where we started the story, but I'm almost finished. So, um, but it's... Uh, now I lost my train of thought. So, so if, if you wanted to get into that. Now, of course... If Israel had intervened and not allowed an election or put somebody in power, no matter how you want to replay history, Israel would be the bad guy for whatever decision, because in the end, it would always turn out badly. It's not like if only Israel had, had done X, Y, Z, hum, hum, uh, the, the Arabs in Gaza would be looking to hold hands and it wouldn't have destroyed the greenhouse or whatever. There, there is real animosity there. And the real animosity is not going to be dressed up by, by anything other than unless the animosity fades away. And, and I, th- I know you, you agree with me on that. And I want to say one more thing. What, what, what else is especially bitter, and I think maybe as Jews, we get too defensive this way. And maybe we feel that we have to defend every policy of Israel, even if it shouldn't be defended, or even if it is that, as opposed to no other nation, somehow, if, if we concede that Israel's done something wrong, then somehow we're conceding Israel's right to exist. That is wrong, and that is, I think, what really kills me. You know, Israel was created by the United Nations. Love it, don't love it. The United Nations is the gold standard of what every left-wing person considers we're supposed to go by. We Still want to infinite... now or just, just no, back then? I'm saying, it's, it's, in other words, Israel is, is created by the United Nations, period. It is a country. When China rounds people up in concentration camps, as they have a million, a million Muslims, which nobody, and I'm sure they're not getting the vaccine, by the way. Not only does nobody care, but even if they do care, they never take the next step and say, maybe we should reconsider this whole China thing. No, China's going to be a country, whether, they're, whether Germany is going to be a country, and Israel is going to be a country, even if they Listen, do something I, I, horrible. And, and if you can concede that... Yeah, but I want to be focused on one thing. Let's get to the joke. Let's get to the joke. I want to focus on one thing. The reason, the whole reason of the joke and all this is the the amazing success of Israel in the vaccine, uh, through the vaccine and through the COVID. They managed to do better than anyone in the world. You know, they managed to vaccine. Uh, Right now, they vaccine. Per capita, yes. So, so, So based on that, when you see that Israel is 
donating vaccine somebody else rather than the Palestinians. That's morally and oh, let's stop this. So, Mr. Hiken, what, what do you think about what do you think about the fact that they gave two two thousand doses? I think they gave three batches of two thousand doses. Hungary, someplace else, and someplace else, and two or three thousand to the to the. I'm sure they went to Abbas and his friends on the West Bank. But go ahead. What what, what you, do you think about? Uh, first of all, let me just tell you that uh, I'm not one of the people you're talking about who always agrees with everything uh, the government of Israel does. I love Israel, uh, but uh, hey. It's a country and they make mistakes and I disagree with policies uh, of the prime ministers in Israel and I've been public about it uh, over the many, many years. Uh, look, uh, right now, uh, the Israeli government uh, announced that they got, they're going to be vaccinating uh, tens of thousands of Palestinians in the coming days. Uh, look, they did a great job within the uh, state of Israel uh, the nine million citizens, two million Muslims and Christians, and so on, everyone being treated the same way. I mean, as you pointed out, I mean, you, you know your history, remarkable. I mean, it's wonderful. It's, it's a pleasure to listen to someone who is aware of, of, you know, not my facts, the facts, period. Thank so you. it's really, it's really beautiful. I compliment you. He was talking you to me. <laughs> no, I meant you. I meant you. Not that. I didn't mean that. But uh, anyway, no, and listen, saying. I want to I laugh tonight. I don't want to. This is way too serious. It's not what I expected, but I love it. <laughs> listen, you got to deal with everything. And uh, uh, But the point is that, uh, uh, look, I would love to see the Israeli government, uh, which is now, by the way, partnering. I mean, it's a man. Look, I am so freaking proud. This little country of 9 million people, I mean, really, uh, 9 million people, and they have done such a remarkable job. And now they're partnering with Norway and, and another country in Europe, and some of the Europeans are upset that they're partnering with Israel. I, it's, look, more should be done. Every person uh, should get the vaccine. You talk about a lot of people not getting the vaccine in the Middle East, you know, uh, Palestinians. Look what's going on in our country. Look how behind we are. This is America. And yeah. we can't get our freaking act together. Well, let, let me press you on this. So Israel gives 2,000 back. Uh, you know, it's, it was some, I'm sure, diplomatic goal. They give 2,000. The New York Times called the number a token. But it, they give 2,000 vaccines to Hungary, let's say. Um, what was at stake there that was so important for them with two, that, that, they, that it was worth that look? Because it looks bad. It really looks bad. Okay. What do you I, I can't. I, I cannot tell you, but again, I'll give you the very latest. The Israeli uh, courts uh, uh, just—I think this is the last 24 hours—that no vaccines can be given to other countries at this point. So uh, again, Israel is a true democracy. When people challenge the Israeli government, look, uh, let's not fool ourselves. There's an election going on in Israel. March 23rd, Netanyahu is running for re-election. You know, we know what elections are all about, or at least I do. You want to go out there and do whatever you can. Netanyahu has appeared in so many Arab villages, uh, you know, to sort of uh, tout the fact that the vaccine is available and working with those communities. By the way, the Prime Minister of Israel actually apologized for a comment he made in 2015 that was not proper. He just did that in the election just now. So look, more can be done, more should be done. I don't have any problem with that. What Mahmoud Abbas at the very beginning of all this told the Israeli government at the very beginning, we'll take care of things. Yeah, because, and that's again, you know, uh, what, what exactly what I'm saying. I'm uh, the Israeli people will press their government to do the right thing. Uh, it, it, the, the Palestinian people also have the right. It's the opposite. The, the Palestinian leaders were trying to make them suffer more to say, hey, look, Israel is doing that. While they got the vaccine and everybody in the Palestinian government got it. You know? Exactly. They said that before. I, I know the story of Yasser Arafat. You know? I know how he started. Why did everybody support him? Why everybody kept going with him? Because they knew that he is far away from the Palestinian people as possible. And I think that's a big mistake that everybody in Israel and the United States and everybody who truly want peace. You know, I was born in Kuwait. Yasser Arafat was an engineer in Kuwait, wrote to the Prince of Kuwait a letter with the blood, save Palestine. He gave him thousands of millions of dollars. And then he started. He had no concept. He doesn't care about the people. Nope. And this is over and over and over. It's always happened. And he still want to talk to about Muhammad Abbas and Arafat and these people, no, they're not presenting of the people, you know. So do you acknowledge, yeah, 
just say, so Dove uh, uh, said something at the end there, which I don't have any, I, I hadn't read it. I, I'm not saying it's true or it's not true, but I wonder if, if you know about it or if you acknowledge it. He says that Abbas told the Israelis, we will take care of this. Have you heard that? Do you acknowledge that? Yes, yes. And not only, that, there is that's also- significant. If that's no, significant. I'll tell you something even, even worse, you know. Um, uh, you know, um, because of there's also, you know, um, election coming out in Palestine. Uh, so they wanted, uh, uh, the United Arab Emirates just got, you know, give vaccines, 20,000 vaccines to the, the other one running. Again, so it's all a game. It's all politics. They don't give a fuck about the people, you know? So, yeah, I'm aware of Abbas, and I expect it for him. I don't even care for him. I, don't, I know that he doesn't know. But I tell you, coming from the Middle East, growing up there, I know, and I said it so many times, you know, they will ask the prime minister of Palestine a question in Arabic and in English. He will say one answer in Arabic, one answer in English. But that's nothing, not happening anymore because people know, you know, that doesn't mean that Israeli government is all angels. They're not either. But the people going to press it, you know. So when the Israeli government do a lot of wrong things, yes, you know, I'll stand against it, you know, uh, and I will say it. Uh, that doesn't mean that anything that somebody attacks somebody or say a joke, that it's anti-Semitic. The joke comes, no joke comes from nothing. The joke came because there is an issue. There is something people believe that's happening. Israel can, can easily just like they have the track, a great track in COVID, they could have had a, tra- a great track of treating of the Palestinians. But because people are questioning, that's, that's a problem for the government of Israel. And that's where the joke came from. So, Mr. Heiken. Go, go, go. Please. So, My father uh, this, was Mr. Heiken. I'm, I'm <laughs> I want to read you from um, foxnews.com, a very, you know, a sacredly reliable source. No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, uh, and, and this is a quote by somebody named Brooke Goldstein, executive director of the Lawfare Project. And, Hate, and, and, and this rubbed me the wrong way, I have to tell you. It says, Michael Che is a bigot, plain and simple. Not only was his joke the laziest form of com- comedy, it perpetuated a vile lie that stands to exacerbate already rising anti-Semitism in the United States. NBC must make it clear. And blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, just, I just think is we should hold back that personal attack it, it, it's counterproductive, even if, even if it were true, and it's not true in this case, even if it were true, it puts the other side in the position of that you want them to apologize. Now they have to concede, you're right, I'm a bigot. And they're not going to do that. D- D- Dan, well, I, I, I object to that. Yeah. I don't accept that. And, and, you know, I have never had a problem, if you know me, calling people what I believe they are. But we got to be careful before we call people anti-Semites. Yes. We got to reserve that for the anti-Semites. For but but here, here's, I have a question. So, so why a joke to me because of, you know, working with comedy and all that is like comedy should be off limit because comedy is, you know what, anti-Semitic, like how they get treated in airplanes or, or, or airports, stuff like that. But not, but not like, I don't know, it's a joke is, is, is a joke. It's, it's just, you know. No, it's well, you know, millions of people are watching uh, this is NBC. This is not. Uh, this is major, major network, and there are implications of the things that are said. And when you indulge in a stereotype, an anti. This is again. This is an anti-Semitic stereotype that plays into a lot of haters all over the world who say, you know, the Jews, they don't care for anybody else. By the way, let me just point out something else, Dan, if you don't mind. You know, there are approximately 8 billion people in the world today, a little less than that. The Jewish people everywhere, total, America, Israel, you name it, we're about 15 million. I mean, I don't even know, that doesn't register in percents. I mean, it's such a joke. And what I'm saying to you is that I don't think Michael Che had any clue that what he was saying, that it was something that was dangerous. I'm using the word dangerous. Yeah. Because not that Michael Che meant anything and maybe not even look, you know, uh, according to you, Dan, or, you know, the writers at NBC, they must be brilliant historians and they must be brilliant at following the current events because they're so sophisticated. This joke was so sophisticated, you know, that uh, that they understood exactly. And people are going to get, you know, people were laughing. Why? You know, when people laugh at something like that, the miss, uh, 
Hitler beauty pageant, the winner is Miss Israel. And people laugh. What are they laughing at? What are they laughing at? I, I, I want to say something funny about What's funny yeah, about Because that? it says something. Way, way, try doing that dangerous. against the gay community or against the black community or against other people in America. Try doing that. And, and see what the reaction is going to be. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this because, you know, it's very interesting when you say it's very dangerous. Uh, do you remember an incident um, including a um, subway security holding a picture of somebody and saying they look like uh, that? What, what are you talking about? You, so just say what you're referring to. No, I'm asking uh, Dove. I don't remember. Okay, just be a little uh, more particular. Um, okay, let me see. Um, you sure came prepared, huh, Hatem? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just saw it because, you know, uh, I mean, I was, I, I, I know uh, Ms. Uh, Dove. I don't want to say Mr. Thank Mr. you. Uh, By yeah. the way, Hatem, I don't know if you realize it, but you left your targets uh, uh, showing behind you in, in the in the uh, backdrop there. That was Tony. That was Tony Dyer's <laughs> joke. Uh, by the way, oh, and by oh. the way, this is a very good example. So I made a joke just now. You left your targets for, for people listening. He has pictures of Statue of Liberty and the and the Freedom Tower. So you left your targets uh, showing in the backdrop. Now he could say this is a very dangerous joke. You're saying you're comparing the Arabs to uh, terrorists and blah blah blah. And in a certain sense, he's right. And yet, it, it is just a joke, and, and it's, it's hard to, 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 to separate it all out. But go ahead, Atem, what do you want to say? Uh, I actually wanted to say something similar to what you said. It's like, I make a lot of like, jokes about Israel and Jews and stuff like that, and my friends never get upset or call me anything. And vice versa, if Jews make a, about Muslims, it's fine too, you know. But somehow, it, or if Jewish make fun of themselves or Muslim, but when a, a, you know, somebody that's not Jewish or and a comedian and yet he get in a lot of trouble. Well, so I have a question. First of all, so is the whole problem with this joke then is that it's perpetuating or allegedly perpetuating an anti-Semitic trope that is... It's, a, it's I don't Absolutely. See Absolutely. I'm target. So, well, and so, but Larry David can get on SNL and make a Holocaust joke and that's okay? Because what Holocaust joke? I, you know. What do you mean? Larry David? He means which one? What was, no. Listen, <laughs> let's, let's, let's not, we're all Jewish here to, to my wife's chagrin, you know, and, and, but, but um, let's just, let's just be frank. Sometimes jokes are, are pointed messages and sometimes it hurts and and Larry David I'm sure was making an absurdist joke about the Holocaust who knows who knows what it was maybe you can but look how it up can Michael but, doesn't get but, that same one second but but not all not all jokes on any subject matter not all rape jokes not all Holocaust jokes are created equal the point of this joke to to people might be that the Jews are purposely keeping a life-saving medicine away from people because they're Arabic, essentially allowing them to die. Do you really think through, people through, hold on through means like this? Through through they couldn't get them to die through uh, acts of commission, so they're going to get them to die through through acts of omission. That is a very 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 serious charge. Now you may say that's not actually the charge of the joke. But, I mean, it's not, but, it's, but it's not an absurd interpretation of the I joke. Honestly, I honestly think what the joke was about is there is a country that have both people living in it. Yeah, That's yeah. the whole thing. That's the no, whole thing. No, I, I am, it, the thing is that we're, Dove and, and I and, and people like me are, are so emotionally and so knowledgeable about this stuff that it, it's really impossible or very difficult to perceive the way it washes over somebody who knows very little about it, you know, and and it's to me it seems uh, like such a calumny. So, so, but, uh, but but I think that to to the people who tell the joke, it's just like, yeah, it's Israel and the Arabs get the shit under the stick, and what and here it is again, and ha ha ha. Okay, and, so for, to yeah. the, my point of 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 uh, of uh, joke is dangerous, you know. This is one I wanted to ask Dove. Uh, you know, again, it's in Wikipedia, so I don't know if it's true or not, you know. But I wanted to ask you. I'll share it with you right now, you know. Um, the incident in the subway, he's subway security, as you can see. Uh, 
uh, that you, uh, for the profiling, I'm sorry. That, you got to explain, because uh, not everybody watches it. You got to explain yes. what you show on it the says, It says in Wikipedia, I don't know if it's true or not, that you advocated for the profiling of Muslim and Middle Eastern and South Asian background in the, uh, in the subways. And you encourage the police to, and you hold a picture of somebody who's not, you know, the terrorist and say, they look like this. This is what you should be looking at. Is that true? Uh, yes, absolutely. But let me give you the context. We're going back many years ago when uh, terrorist acts were happening. We're here in New York. Uh, if you remember many years ago, uh, because of the concern about terrorism, uh, the police, uh, when you entered the uh, train station, uh, they looked at uh, every seventh person or every 10th person, which made no sense. Whatever it was, if it was a 99-year-old person, they would check that person. If the person before them was carrying a bag and God knows what was in it, uh, you know, they wouldn't check that person. That was what was going on here in New York. What I was proposing was that among the many things that the authority, since almost every act of terrorism at that particular time, that the, we, we need to look at the perpetrators. Who are the people who were carrying out acts of terrorism? Now, if they're Hasidic people from the Jewish community, we got to be tough on them. We got to be after them. But we got to look at the people who are committing acts of terrorism on a regular basis. And in this case, the facts were that many of them were people of, uh, you know, Middle Eastern background, uh, certain age, et cetera, et cetera. So what I said was, that among the many things that they should look at, not the only thing, of course not, but among the many things, well, by the way, it was called terrorist profiling. Yeah. And I totally support that. And by the way, little secret, that's exactly what the FBI and what the authorities do. Otherwise, they'd be out of their freaking minds. Uh, I mean, what do you, if, if, so, if those so, that are uh, committing terrorists come yeah. from, look a certain way and they come from yeah. a certain so, place, so in my why opinion, would you look at, why would you go looking at, people from Norway. Yeah. So in my opinion, I just want to say two things. Uh, there is a real world and there is the fake world. In the real world, yes, this is what they should be doing. This is what I do when I go to the plane. I see other Muslim Arabic as a go shit. <laughs> you know, it's true. You know, this okay. is the real world. But right now, we're in a fake world where everything is counting. Uh, you get in trouble for anything you say and you have to be judgment. So if you're going to say this is based on a situation, the joke was also based in a situation that had happening in Israel that but it wasn't, don't know it, about. It. Again, it, the, the facts were not correct. And you're giving way too much credit to the people writing this material. That no, they no, are that's so what I said in the beginning. They are, that they are so sophisticated that this is what, you know, this is what they thought and they yeah. wanted to get the message. Across. I, Let me just say this, that, you know, Jackie Mason, uh, I went to all of his Broadway shows. I mean, one of the groups he made more fun of than almost anyone else were Jews, okay? Uh, Don Rickles was famous and made you laugh all the time, making fun of a lot of people, including Jews. Yes. Never did I object. Never did I have a problem. By the way, even if it's sort of, you know, I, I felt what he was saying and I said, yeah, that's true. You know, why do you have to say it? I never objected. It was never an issue. And, and to add to in, the point, I let think it finish. I, let it finish. Have to, let it yeah. In, 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 again, in this particular case, let's, the, the idea, you know, can I say this to you? Treat the Jews no differently than you treat people in the gay community. Treat the Jews no differently than you would treat the black community. That's all I'm, that's all I'm asking for. Are you sensitive about other communities? And you would never do that and never play that game on Saturday Night Live. Just treat us the freaking same way. That's all I'm asking. Just be, you know, but, I'm, by the way, I'm not overly sensitive. Trust me. Yeah. I want to laugh. I, and I can laugh at myself. So I, let me, let, let me, can I ask this? I know I said let him finish and I'll interrupt him. Can I just, can I just sure, interrupt sure, him? please. This is the thing. I would, you know, we, and, and I meant to say this before. I'm sure people listening at home, if they're still listening, are, are were saying, screaming at the radio. But he left out about the Geneva Conventions and what the Geneva Convention says that, that an occupied power still has responsibilities. And I'm, I'm without getting into that argument, I've, I've, I've read about it. There, there, uh, uh, there seems to me that there is something here that reasonable minds could differ about what um, the right thing for Israel to do would be uh, in this situation. I, I, I would think that um, virtually no nation on earth would put its own citizens uh, behind or, you know, wait while in, in this scenario. But 
just because no nation would do it doesn't mean that it wouldn't be the right thing to do. Maybe no nation is capable of, of doing some, something so uh, I think all of difficult. this some, something correct yet so difficult. But having said that, reasonable minds could differ on that. I could make the argument. And if reasonable minds can differ, then, then, then it is, can't be off limits to make a joke which expresses the, the, the opinion yeah. of, the, of the other side of that thing, which is, you know what? You guys should be giving the, these shots to the Arabs. So it's this, I, I mean, as I'm thinking out loud here, it's really tough because the joke hurts and, and, and because I don't want people to think that about my people i you know i i, I, I but, 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 be very honest and and because there are there are such uh there are such uh um substantial facts out there but did you, did you so underreported so underreported you know is and i would i think i think Dove will agree with me it's not just michael Che's joke if the new york times if the if the if the washington post if everybody had reported this properly if it was well known just among well-informed people, forget about that. Actually, Oslo said this, and whatever it is, the, the closest the New York Times came to saying it was. They said Israel says Oslo, blah blah. As opposed to, the New York Times certainly had the resources to print what Oslo said. You know, they they put it in the the mouth of Israel as if it might not. But be you're true. picking and choosing. No, stuff so from in Oslo. that con- no, no. But I'm saying just I'm just trying to to put the emotion on the table here in the context of looking to the left or looking to the right and not seeing one source just giving a fair accounting of the Israeli position here where everybody's flying blind. And then on top of that, you put this joke, it feels different. If it was commonly known, if all the facts were commonly known and people were kind of grappling with the facts and Che made that joke, I'm going to say it would go down quite differently. Um, and, and so you can't, you, can't, you can't separate it out to me. It's one context. Just yeah. a couple of points, if I may, since I... Yeah, go ahead, Dan. I don't think I've said anything. Um, first of all, Perry, I think if Larry David had made the joke that Michael Che made, there'd be similar outcry. It might even be more outcry, because people expect Larry David to know better and to know uh, the, the, the context better. Um, certainly, no, no Jews are sparing Bernie Sanders because he's Jewish. They come after him just as hard for everything he says that they don't like. Exactly. So I, I don't believe that Larry David... If Larry David made a joke about the Holocaust and nobody complained, it was, I, didn't, I don't know the joke, but it was. No, it was Seth, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen made some comments a couple months ago and everybody went crazy on him. Go ahead. He, a, a Jewish comedian would have been pilloried, maybe more, but certainly not much less than Michael Che. Uh, so I want to make that point. Um, but, but, but I want to use Dove's uh, logic, which is, which is what I agree with, is like, why don't you treat it the same with everybody, just with Jews, with black, with Muslims? So there was jokes doing that. And that's why I always take... But I don't think Dove is saying that, that there's no such thing as a joke about black people. He wouldn't... He no, wouldn't no, I know. I'm, not, I'm saying I'm using the logic. I'm, I didn't say he said that. I'm huh. saying, which I agree with. But I tell you, from my experience after 9-11, of course, there was hundreds of millions of jokes about Muslims all over. And... First of all, it's based on true life. And second of all, from my experience, it actually made things easier for Muslims, believe it or not. Like people were just getting to, to, to laugh about situation and understand and feel bad and understand that not everybody the same by doing that joke. You know what I'm saying? When you say everyone is terrorist, then you understand, you challenge your thinking. It's like not everybody really is terrorist. That's the joke. You know so let me, give, let me give you an example of a joke that I, I thought was, was okay. It's similar, but Dave Chappelle in Ohio <laughs> he, was, he was introducing Mo Ammer, who's a Palestinian comedian. And he says, uh, I want to introduce to you uh, Mo Ammer. He's a Palestinian. And if you don't know what a Palestinian is, uh, he's an anti-Semite who kind of has a point. <laughs> 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 now, you see, you see how Dove laughed there. He, I, I, can I tell you, I, yeah. they, you know, that doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, uh, I got to tell you. But I want to mention something about But it was context. funny. That, that made me laugh. Yeah, oh, it makes me laugh. Now, it now makes... I can't. I we could examine it and try to figure out why one one goes down okay and the other one doesn't. The jo- the point is still very similar, right? Yeah, but, but let me point out the Jay, context. Jay's joke made me laugh. Okay, like... well I know that, Perry. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> but let me, you know, the context is very important. Yeah. The times we live in right now, yeah. uh, that's extremely relevant. We are living in a period now of unprecedented anti-Semitism. The FBI, the ADL, look at the numbers, look what's going on 
in this country, coming from the right and coming from the left. If we live here in New York, most of the attacks that happened in the streets of New York where Jews were being physically assaulted because they were Jews, no other reason, did not come from the right. It came from the black community, young black people who just physically assaulted Jews. I mean, how do I know that? Video surveillance is wonderful. You just look at the video surveillance. I don't blame the black community, but that is the reality. We live in a period now where there have been uh, shootings at synagogues, murder at synagogues, Jews being assaulted, swastikas. Uh, the numbers speak for themselves. So you have an atmosphere, the anti-Israel stuff that's going on, the BDS movement, Israel being singled out. You know, Israel's the only country that violates civil rights. Did anybody ever hear of Russia, China, and God knows how many other countries? It's well, they the gave up. Hypocrisy. They gave up. <laughs> it's the law. They gave up the following lie. the numbers there. So, Listen, so I agree that all that in, of these we things take that into consideration. I agree all of these things are horrific and horrible, and I am totally on board with that. I really wonder, though, is like, so what? So then you can't make jokes about any of this stuff? Exactly. No, so if there's something no, that's, no, that's no. a situation, no. Listen, I think all of us would agree. All of us. Let's forget about the Saturday Night Line. I think all of us would agree. You know, there's a comedian in France. I don't remember his name. Boudonnet. Yes, you got it. He's, he may be very funny. Guess what? He's banned in France. He's been arrested for some of the things that he's done, which are dangerous. That's France. What not did he do? Not, not, you know, we're talking about a democracy. So there are times, you know, comedy, you know, is beautiful. And, and I would not want to do anything to restrict, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that. But you got to be smart. The people writing this stuff, you know, they do, by the way, they do have lines that they don't cross. Trust me. They know exactly what lines not to cross. When it comes to Israel, when it comes to the Jewish people, you know, you know, after all, hey, listen, guys, you know, we control everything. You know that, right? We control the banks. We control the media. You know, we got all the power in the world, right? Isn't that true? Uh, we're not supposed to tell anybody. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Get so, a so shout I, out to him. Yeah. So, so anything that concerns Israel. That was a joke, by the way. That was a joke. I, I know. So, right, so, so listen, wait, wait. I was say, so this is where I'm getting, I'm getting uh, uncomfortable because, yes, this, this guy in France, I, I wish I could remember the stuff he said, but he, he made some like, you know, over the top, just spewing. Hey. But it was funny. It was funny. Spewing hate. Now, now this is, this is, quite different from what, what NBC did because uh, NBC was making a, a, at worst, I would say the, the point of the joke was, was, was just a political point that Israel is not behaving properly with, with this vaccine. We can also overlay onto it all the things that, that we feel about in history, whatever it is, but you're giving NBC way too much credit if you think they, they have all that at their fingertips. The, the, if, 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 let me put it another way. If all that stuff didn't exist, they could have still made the, that same joke because it's, you know, the, un, it's the underdog. It's, it, you have to really um, embrace rationalism to overcome the natural human urge to take the underdog side in a situation. It's very, very, very difficult to see the victim or the, the sufferer and say, well, no, you know, there's nothing wrong here. You know, this is the way, this is, the, this is absolutely the way it should be. How and, about when, the, re how about, how about when the reper repercussions of that is anti-Semitism? How about when the repercussions no. of that are more attacks upon Jews? Yeah, and that I is not something you. that is but, real. But, By the way, the one thing we did not mention, we talked about NBC. Yeah. What about Nurses? That other show. That was horrible. Uh, oh, how come? Can you can you can you tell them? Uh, tell people, them uh, you describe it. Describe laugh. it first. People, I don't know. Oh, it, I urge people to look at that. Uh, one of the other shows, and again, I never heard of nurses prior to this uh, incident, but they had a you know a, a young man, a Hasidic with side curls, uh, in a bed. Uh, his doctor leaning over him, telling him that he needed a particular procedure, uh, 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 and the he, he would need the part of 
someone's body that would, and the father is standing there with a beard, obviously, you know, identifiably Jewish, saying, oh, we can't, you can't have the body part of, of, of a guy, of a non-Jew. And then he says, and a woman. And then he says, of an Arab. What in God's name was that all about? NBC, my God. So I, listen, people laughed. They thought it was cute. What the hell was cute? No, it wasn't. See, I had a part of any, I'll had a part from anybody. I mean, I did. <laughs> now, and that, 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 that thing was horrible. And, and that was much, much more difficult to uh, understand how it could come about without an anti-Semitic soul. To, watch to, the Miss Hitler beauty pageant. I'll watch it. But to, Miss to, Hitler beauty pageant, Miss Israel won. I, I know, but I, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. But I, I, I have, I have a feeling when I see it, I'm, I might not see it your way. But the NBC thing, there was no joke there. It was simply a gratuitous swipe. And I did some research on this, as I always do. I, I spent about an hour trying to find out Hasidic takes on transplants and w- whatever it is. And I could find absolutely nothing. Right. Right. Nothing. There isn't as a matter anything. Fact, I actually, fact, there was a, as a matter of fact, what I did find was an article of a Hasidic family that received a heart transplant thing from an Arab family and wrote a thank you letter to the Arabs. And now he did say that the, the, the man said, he says that people questioned if there's an Arabic heart, does that mean um, Arabic blood is, and, and he said, he says no, but our teaching is very, very clear that this is not case, and you can, can break. Can any I take rules. it? And, can I take it from you? What, no, I'm, no. So, so what I'm saying is that, as opposed to the fact that the people on the West Bank are actually going without the vaccine, and there actually is a real life tragedy unfolding, which people on Weekend Update, after all, would would look to make a joke about in their way of making social commentary. This was not based on anything going on. This was a swipe at a Hasidic community based on nothing that exists in the real world, simply to make them look bad as if if they would get a life-saving transplant and say, ich, from a woman? This is so indefensible. Indefensible. I would guess guess with that, uh, that NBC show, and I would also guess with SNL, I think there's a good likelihood that Jews wrote both. Uh, I don't know who. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I tell, I tell you one thing. I wouldn't be surprised at I all. I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> I'll tell you something about transplant. You I'm, would I'm be... the expert here uh, in transplant. You know, I made uh, a study about all the, you know, because I tried. Uh, he, to... he, he had a heart transplant, by the way. He had a heart transplant. God bless America. He had a heart transplant. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I made, you know, and I try to advocate uh, to it and all that. And when I study it actually in all three major religions, you know, it really tells you to give if you can, it doesn't matter to who it doesn't matter. So that's, that's just a fact, you know, I don't know, uh, why the show was based. I mean, I like the show. I didn't say I don't, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't know why is this, it's, it's crazy, but, but the SNL joke, I think it's okay to, Honestly, when I came, when I moved here, the best thing about comedy, the best thing about this country was free speech. You can say whatever you want. You don't have to worry about all these. And these things are just getting, you know, the more I live, the, the more it's just like it's getting canceled. It's becoming more like the Middle East. You can say this. You can say that. You have to do that. You have to consider that. You know, I don't know. We have to, we have to really. Um... I really think, and Dov, I, I, I would hope you think about this. I really think that the reaction that I had had to the joke and many of you have had to the joke is, is related to what I said before. It's just a infuriating that there is this one-sided misperception of a fact which could be easily reported by the, by the media and they don't. And that, that can't be an accident. That is because it doesn't oh, no, fit like that all the time. Hold on. And when, and when you hear a joke like that in a mainstream show like SNL, you want to just take the TV and smash it because, because like I said, if, if people, if the facts were at people's fingertips, they probably might not even laugh at the joke. It wouldn't even be funny. The joke, they would say, I don't get that joke. Like, what are they talking about? We know that, but they don't know. And it's, it's just proof of the whole package to, to make that joke innocently, as I think it was knowing Michael Che, who I consider to be a dear friend it's um, it just shows how uninformed everybody is about the truth but, about but what no, goes on. Listen, and, and it's let, very painful. Let, very let painful. me talk. Let me talk 
first of all, this has been wonderful tonight, I have to tell you. It's been an absolute delight. You know, you set up my talking to Michael Che. Why not? You know, you know me, you see me, you hear me. I don't bite. I'm straightforward. I never accuse Michael Che of anything, ever. I never did, never, never, and I never would because, I, you know, that's just not me. But facilitate he and I talking about this, I think that can only be a good thing. Well, I'll, I'll do, I'll, I, I know Michael, he's not gonna wanna, he, as anybody in that situation, they want this to go away. That's, that is not a criticism. But, but in the future, as uh, COVID uh, disappears, if you're amenable, I can try, can't promise, that maybe a few months from now, we can all have coffee together. We can Let's come to the Comedy Cellar. Come, come to the Comedy Cellar under the radar and everybody sworn Absolutely. to secrecy and, and as, as in good faith to speak and, and share with no gain, uh, political or otherwise, to be had. Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. think he, he's, and, and that's part of the reason I can defend him. I've had long Two very, very long nights, five, six hours, where we just talked about everything, no holes barred, bearing our souls, about every aspect of politics. I, I feel like I know him deeply. And uh, I, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I would just keep quiet. I wouldn't go on the record defending him like that. I, I didn't have to. And well, I, I, listen, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It means a lot when you say what you're saying about him. Uh, and I listen, give me the same opportunity to be able to say, wow, this is a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I would love to make that happen. All right, we're, we're at about an hour. Uh, uh, anybody want any last words on this? Well, again, I just, I just uh, you know, the question that I posed when this all began is, what about Lauren Michaels? Everybody's talking about Che, 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 Che. And the truth of the matter is, is I'm not even sure Che wrote the joke because he might not have had the nerve to write the joke. He knows who's in charge at SNL. It's Lauren Michaels. And... And there's, you know, so it very well could have been a Jew. And, and maybe Michael Che was like, okay, well, if you want me to, and we don't know what went on. Lauren Michaels might have said, oh, I think this is a good joke for you to say, Michael. Look, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, we don't know, you know, if there was some sophisticated discussion and plot, let's do this and let's send a message. Uh, you know, I don't know. We, we don't know. We do know one thing. When the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations and everyone else, including me, okay, uh, feels the same way, maybe uh, it's something to think about. And hopefully they will, you know, when we went to NBC Saturday night to protest, we went there to educate just as well, not to call them anti-Semites, never uttered that, never would do that. It was to educate to say, I think you guys made a mistake. Maybe you didn't mean to make a mistake. You probably didn't. But the repercussions, the damage, because there are a lot of haters out there, and they don't like Jews. And when you tell them, you know, Jews, they only care about themselves. They don't care about anybody else. It plays into that, and that is dangerous. Now, is that going to be the standard for comedy? Can I? I wouldn't be the standard for comedy for any any nationality, any religion, any race. Well, I think you, you no, always no. have to be careful when you make a joke. You always have to at least have one eye out for the possible repercussions. You know, during the height of Islamophobia, I I would you know at least consider that before before making an Arabs are terrorist joke. In fact, I don't think I've ever made an Arabs are. Well, that's not probably not, not true. Not not long. <laughs> so Dan, you know, Lord, just to to to. To imagine yourself in Lorne Michaels' shoes, let's presume for the sake of argument that Lorne Michaels didn't like the joke. It's a very difficult situation for him to be in because uh, if he if he uh, wields his power to protect the Jewish people from a joke, he is putting himself in a um, position with his cast and with his writers there that he does not want to be in, which is that, oh... You let all these other jokes go by, and the one time you say something is, a, is about the, when your ox is gored, when it's about the Jews. And I've been in similar situations at the Comedy Cellar. The, I don't like to intervene in anybody's joke, but the, the, I would give the most latitude to a joke about the Jews, no matter how much I didn't like it, rather than be seen as reacting first to the, to the Jewish joke. And I think Lorne Michaels, who needs... He's in a political position, after all. Every boss is. And he needs the credibility with a 
cast that is based, I mean, that's, that's their brand is iconoclastic, irreverent humor. Very difficult for him to make a stand on this joke. I think he would probably just decide, just decide to grin and bear it and keep his credibility. So you can, you can say that's wrong of him, but I, it's just not so easy as it seems. You think, oh, the Jewish guy, he allowed it. No, I think actually the non-Jewish head of SNO would have had an easier time stopping it. That's my Maybe point. we've accomplished what we needed to accomplish. Maybe. And that is to send a message. And not, you can, again, please don't get me wrong, make fun of Jews, of Blacks, of Latinos, of gays, of transgender. That's okay. I don't have a problem. But sometimes you are crossing the line and that's not cool. And you should be aware of that. I don't want any comedian to feel restricted, but they're intelligent. They know exactly what they're doing. But so where's the line then? Like, what, (coughs) where's the line? Look, I think each person has to make that decision when they're writing uh, comedy. Look, uh, as I said earlier, we live in a time today where things that were done 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, nobody would do today. There are things that were said, and I never had a problem with any of it, but there were things that were said years ago that no comedian would say today if they want to survive. Unfortunately, that's the new reality. Look, Cariel, the argument where is the line is, is an important argument. It's also a very complicated argument in, in many. Where is the line on abortion? Where is the line on pornography? You can show a three-year-old baby in a diaper commercial, a six-year-old, uh, uh, I'm sorry, three-month-old, six-month-old naked, but, and all of a sudden you say, wait a second, I, that seven-year-old naked child on the commercial, I, I don't think that's appropriate. What do you mean that's not appropriate? Where's the line? You were okay with the, the infant you have to draw lines somehow, or there are lines, you, you maybe you only know them once they're crossed, but these are very, I, you understand what I'm saying? I, it's not enough just yeah, to say, I just people, people will say, where's the line as if to say, that's it, case closed. But so you, you know, know Middle Eastern. Since you can't tell me where the line is, therefore everything yeah, goes. And that's not that. I just think it's a, it's a. So slip- where do you think the line is then? It, no, but I think it's a slippery slope. Like, especially yes. when, you, you know, Dove said, um, oh, well, you know, you're saying Michael Che's a great guy. Maybe then, you know, that makes it okay. If people I know that... It's okay, but it's... I don't know that he was saying it makes it okay. No, but- I, no, that's not what I meant at all. I Look, like I said, Michael Che, I don't know how Saturday Night Live works. I mean, do the comedians write their own joke? Uh, uh, and of course, there are, there are God knows how many people who work all week to prepare jokes. They have so many to pick from and they choose only certain ones to actually put on. So it's, I think Michael, I doubt Michael Che wrote this. I, I tr- truly do. Someone did. And again, I think the discussion, the, the debate, everything that has happened, I think it's healthy. Nothing just, wrong with just, being yeah. a little more careful. Nothing wrong with just, just to add one thing is uh, when you talk about where is the line, that's a topic Palestinian and Israelis have been trying to figure out for a long time. I would say that uh, they wanted to make a, a, a um, pointed joke about the vaccine situation, which I think is absolutely okay for them to do. And it, and it came ended up being harsh. That's Right, that's right, right. By the way, um, Dove, are you okay. on- I think we're done. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Well, Dove, I follow you on Clubhouse. I don't know if you're active on it or not. Well, I, uh, my, the people I work with at Americans Against Anti-Semitism, and by the way, anyone who wants to see our work, just go on americansaa.org, see the things we've been doing. You know, we're proud, we're strong, we try to stand up, and we don't care where the hate is coming from. Republican, to- Democrat, we speak out, period. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to get involved in that. Uh, you know, you know, how many hours are there in the day, by the way? Well, 24, but we're <laughs> for about a So, you know, it, it, I, I think it's great. I've been looking at it and uh, I am going, we're going to set up our own room and do some stuff. Maybe one of the subjects is going to be exactly what we're discussing tonight. I think this discussion tonight was an extremely healthy one and, and very important. And I personally want to get it out to a, no, a, a wide, wide audience. Okay, no, you should you should go on club. I know, but you have you don't have an iPhone, do you? Know you have the. Uh, I have an yes, iPad. I do. I, 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 he asked me. I have an, You can do a, a clubhouse on an iPad. I was invited, but like he says, I mean, I, I'm so busy now all day with my kids. I can barely have time for the podcast. 
well, you go on it because it's, you, you, think of all the time you're saving, not yelling at comics at the comedy cellar. <laughs> Dan, are you are you are you getting paid for a clubhouse or something? You've been promoting this shit the whole time. No, I wish I was in clubhouse. I mean, my you know, the, I think clubhouse is going to rule the world. I think it's going to be the biggest. I think it's going to eclipse Facebook and Instagram. And I'd love to have some stock in it, but it's private. But it's uh, amazing. It's amazing, and and I am going to you know again play, be involved in, on some level. But I think no one would like it. You can set up your own room and have like just you know either private chats or public chats and. Yeah. yeah, no question about it. All right. I think I think that's that's done. Dolph, it was a pleasure to meet you. I've been following you for many years and it's a pleasure Thank to you. meet you. I, ho- I, would, I would very much like to, with, with uh, Michael or without him, I'd like to meet you sometime in the comedy cellar and get to know, get to know each other. I, I, I got to tell you that my kids, when they heard I was going to be on with the comedy cellar, they, they were excited because they've been to the comedy cellar and they were just like, wow, dad, I don't believe it. Well, Perry, I'll give him my phone number and, and email address, please. So next please, please do. And I, I want to get a copy of the show. Oh, sure, sure, sure. We'll get it distributed uh, uh, to a lot of people. Okay. Sure. No problem. All right. So long, everybody. Good night. Be safe. Take care. Be safe. It was a pleasure with everybody. And have a great Shabbos. Bye. Great Bye. weekend and great everything. Good Shabbos. Bye. Thank Good Shabbos. You. Bye. So. Wow, that was amazing. So what what was this? I think I was oh, I'm thinking of the comedy club. I don't know what I'm oh, thinking. Oh, this was amazing. Who's that? <laughs>